from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. One, two, clean. Wingardium Leviosa, not Leviosa. I just recorded and I started recording. There's no way that you could pay me enough money to like do Harry Potter, like act out in that movie with the straight face. So I'd be like, Sarah Leviosi poopy through the fourth wall with my owl. Oh no, Voldemort Babore. You could not pay me. <laughs> I would laugh. I thought, what the hell are Voldemort's we talking about? coming. No, Voldemort's such like a weird name for a villain. It's funny. Just like, why did you choose that? Dumbledore. D- she really just sat there and she was like, hmm, yes. <laughs> and then the man was going to be Harry. Did you hear that J.K. Rowling's transphobic? Oh, yeah. She's really cancelable, apparently. Yeah. I never, I've never read a Harry Potter book. I've never seen the movies. My parents said it was black magic. So, oh, wait, guys, since we're rambling, in our last episode, we were like, we ramble way too much because like we i think from a subconscious level if we want to get deep here <laughs> deep here on a tuesday night is that rambling is how we uh retain and garner and garnish and nourish a relationship with our listeners 
because you learn so much about our personal lives and how stupid we are (laughs) by our ramblings exactly and we were like guys if you like our ramblings dm us because we were like what if people hate them just skip over them we sound stupid and we got so many DMs. Like, I literally, even on our personal accounts, people were like, we love the ramblings. And I was like, oh, like Liam Buck, if you're listening to this, yeah. he was the first person to uh, DM us. So thanks, boo. Liam, hi. 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 Thank Listen, you. He was in a group chat and I was like, oh no, are we in trouble? That's it was what so I thought. Cute. Too. I loved it. And it was interesting because he didn't send it to the crying in public Instagram. He sent it to like our personal Instagram. Like I love in that. A group chat. Oh, I adore I, it. There's nothing. I literally spend half of my day talking to listeners on our DMs. And the worst part is, oh my god, um, someone commented on the video of Mr. Medium, like the reel. Number one, you guys' comments were so funny, like the DMs. They were all like, no, now you shouldn't go over a skinny white boy. And I was like, girly, have you heard me talk? <laughs> That's literally my turn. Have you listened to the podcast? But they were sending me, and I was re- like responding. They're all like, we know this is Sydney. And I was like, oh my god, you know? I don't know why that made me so warm inside. That's so cute. God, we're famous. Guys, guys! We're famous like the 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 least degree possible. Yeah, no, like we're not famous. We're not at all. Like I'm literally just trying to. No, we're not. But that is good. The, the amount of comments that we got on our TikTok and Reel collectively, even though we only got like five, that we're on and the four TikTok. of them were us and our moms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I I think it was all very very cute, and also it was nice to hear from Liam Buck because a lot and like we're not complaining about this at all because I love women and Cindy loves women not in that way but you know what we mean and we get a lot of DMs and like most of our messages are from women so it was nice to hear from like a guy it was like nice because we don't usually your door is broken yeah and guys I have a major life update you guys are gonna be so proud of me or disappointed depending on where your loyalty lies so you guys know my illustrious three-year ordeal with Mr. Medium um yeah I may have a new man. Dun, dun, dun. And by new man, I mean I went on two dates with the guy. Like I'm mean, like I'm obsessed with him. But but no, you can't say it like that because he's obsessed with you. I hope so. Watch him well, listen no, to this is. and be like, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm and you, you know when I say that, I don't mean like he's literally like psychotic obsessed with you. He's just it, it was very cute. Like we all went out to dinner because naturally I third wheel Sydney with whatever she does. No, and we third wheel each other. Exactly. It's a mutual. It's a mutual thing. It is a very mutual it's thing. Very yes, mutual, because yeah. you hang out with. And I and I hang out with you and Mr. Oh, Medium and everybody else. Damn it! Sarah's so bad at using his code name. She, I, I have to edit it out in the mini shows, and she, I'm sure, has edited it out in the polls. Yes, so every funny. time. You're so good at saying Mr. Medium. I don't know how because when, I genuinely do not want anyone to know his name. I love it. When you go on your honeymoon, I will be there. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm like Sarah Billy. Where are you? Your wedding night? Just kidding. No. But, no. No, I was going to say that, um, and tell me if you want me to take this out. Yes. I just think it's funny, and I won't give too many details for sure, because no one really needs to know. But, like, I walked out of my room last night. I'm not going to lie. Last night, I was incapacitated. I was out. I was drowsy, whatever you want to say. I was in my bed. I, like, passed out watching TikToks, and then I woke up at, like, 1 a.m., and the house seemed quiet. I was like, yes, love to hear it. I'm going to go, like, grab something from the closet. So I go. Yeah, that doesn't sound sketchy at all. I'm going to class it at 1 a.m. because it's quiet outside. Okay, I know what you're doing, Gilly. So I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I fell asleep. I passed out. I woke up. I needed to pee and I was horny. So yes, I, I just to like pee, you went to go masturbate. And I needed to did. come. Yes. However, I did not end up masturbating last night because he's why <laughs> I got out of my bed. I need to stop the Yeah, so if you she's not calling Danny McPhee. Accent is bad. <laughs> out of my bed 
like still kind of like woozy and i go to the bathroom and i go to go to the bathroom and i <laughs> i just hear all of these things that i just did not want to hear that night in my brain ever <laughs> ever not and here's why You're i welcome. heard it because i wouldn't have heard it as loud as i did and i probably wouldn't have cared i probably would have still gone to the bathroom and gone to the closet to grab my vibrator but i <laughs> your door <laughs> is broken yes. so it and I didn't know because if you don't, you obviously don't know because we haven't posted our apartment tour yet. But in between my room and Sydney's room, there's kind of this wall as a divider, but it's a big wall. It's our kitchen wall. So our kitchen's on the other side of the wall. My bedroom's on the other side of the kitchen. So it's not like a thin wall. There's no flexi glass, flexi wall, flex walls. There are yeah. no flex walls in this apartment. So they're naturally thick. But Sydney has a sliding door and it's broken. We still have to tell maintenance about it. But last night, apparently at 1 a.m., when everything was going on over here, your door slid open. And that's why I heard everything as loud as I did. Because Contact my publicist. I have no comment. Um, <laughs> on, okay, but we're even now, though, because yes. in our, our. Oh, yes. You can our, tell the story. Yeah, now. in our previous apartment my bedroom the entire thing was flexi yes the entire it should have been like a one-bedroom apartment and it somehow made it into a four and my bedroom shared a wall with the shower and it would be okay the difference is for me or for the person in question person accused uh was doing so at 1 a.m this was like 2 p.m on tuesday it was in the middle of the day during class time Yeah. yeah And all I hear is banging against the shower and like, ah, and her literally moaning and someone saying, shit, it's in my eye. And I was like, I don't know if I should say something. And so I went out to the kitchen and finished doing my work because obviously, you know, it was not, it was knocking, knocking on the wall. And then I see them both come out the bathroom with their towels on and they were like, um. And just tiptoe it. I was like, girl, I can see you. So, yeah, I think that we are even now. And this is a very important yes. moment in the development of our yes. long-term friendship. So, exactly. Um, I, I think, like, fun. you're not long-term friends unless you hear your other friend have sex at some point. Yes. And allegedly. Not like it's not, allegedly. Allegedly. My publicist has not <laughs> responded to comment. So, allegedly. My Oh, my God. Do you know that TikTok where it's like, uh, that one girl from Mamma Mia. What's her name? Mer- 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 wow. Amanda Seifert. Nope. Um, <laughs> you know, I know oh, I know you're talking about. about in Big Little Lies. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Devil Wears Prada. Yes. Abuga Bibida. Meredith Monroe. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. Meredith Monroe coming. To the, it's also um, not Meredith. It's Mary, Meredith Monroe. Steele. No. Ma- Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. It's a <laughs> Meredith Steele. <laughs> Meryl, I'm sorry. That was disrespectful. Yeah, I love Meryl Streep. I just. What they have to do with anything? No. Wait. <laughs> No, us talking about oh. sex, Sarah. I love Meredith Monroe. No. I mean Meryl Streep. No. What was, what was the There connection? was a reason. What were we talking about? You said Mamma Mia. No, before that. You said Mamma Mia. Did I really? <laughs> no, you really said that out of nowhere. Really? Wait. Oh, yes. I was talking about Devil Wears Prada. Isn't the test? Girl, your titties are hanging out of your shirt. <laughs> no, you went out today and I saw that and I was like, maybe that's her style. <laughs> But Sarah has this like little tie top and I've seen her wear it about three times and every time she wears it her boobs are hanging out the bottom of it and at first I was like maybe I should say something but then I saw her look at it and she was like that's cute and I was like it is cute and maybe that's the way she intends to wear it it is it is but it made me the way you said it makes me cry like I thought my tit was out like I thought my nipple was no, out your titties were sitting out and I was like maybe <laughs> sit on the dock of the bay that's the style now <laughs> if I did that you that's would see stop. all all of all of the beach. You know, I want to see all the beach. <laughs> Give me a second. 
We were so good. tired before recording this, and now you're, we're like you're on so 10. fucking funny for these past ten minutes. You're the life of the party. I love it. Thanks. You're really funny. Um, Meryl Street. <laughs> yeah, please tell me how this connect. She was in a taxi or something, and she was on the phone, and she was like, "When we get back to New York, we need to contact the press." jennifer and let her know that this was not supposed to happen it's a tiktok trend and it's supposedly it's it's used when a girl has like a really bad night out or like gets super wasted and comes home and does something stupid and it made me think of that when you just said like my pr agent didn't agree to this i was like when we get back to new york we need to contact um jennifer jennifer Jennifer. Meryl Street. We need to contact Meryl Street. Okay, but I didn't mean it in a bad way. I just meant that I'm not going to confirm nor deny any allegations thrown my way. But <laughs> the alleged situation, um, the guy is really sweet. Yeah. I, I, like, I kind of like him. He's so nice, you guys. It's like one of those things where it's like so good that it's scary. Because like you guys know my dating history. Sis has not had good luck for years. No. So like it happening so quickly and having like extremely good luck, it kind of scares me. I'm waiting for the cameras to pop out. I am waiting for Ashton Kutcher, circa 2006 with the awful haircut to be like, oh, bitch, you thought? You can punk. <laughs> Just kidding. He's very nice. He's very into you, as he should be. Um, it's very nice to see, like, not that Mr. Medium doesn't do this, but he it's doesn't. nice to see, didn't. like, uh, him, the new guy, let's just call him, you know, like, new girl? Yeah. He's new guy. He's new guy. He's very nice. It was nice to see him initiate, like, holding hands with you and kissing you on the cheek and just being very nice and, like, cutesy with you. It was very nice to see and it was it was very, like, cute because that's all you're deserving of. So it was, it was very adorable. Yeah, he's, now he's leaving for three months. There's the kicker. There's, yeah, I was waiting for that to kick in because I am Sydney Winter and that's what <laughs> happened to Sydney Winter and it kicked in and now I understand. But anyway, this, how this relates to anything we're talking about. Today's topic is how to know you're getting played. Yes. Because um, as someone who, okay, if life in love, if life is a tournament and a football game is love. I am the football getting thrown around, stomped on, thrown in the air, stomped to the ground, popped, broken, deflated. That is me. I get played. I get thrown around. But the worst part is you do not know that you are getting played until you're outside of the game. That analogy made no sense, but in my head, I liked it. I literally felt like uh, my fucking English teacher in fifth grade. Yes. You know? And like, we all thought she was brilliant. And now brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. You know who I am in that analogy? the water boy because i come and squirt just kidding no you come and squirt no. yeah <laughs> i'm just kidding. that is exactly why i'm the water boy because i'm there it's exciting to watch the other players play and i'm kind of in the game i am in the game you're part of the team like technically yeah. i'm part of the team and like inside the game but also i like being there it's exciting and i you know i love my boyfriend my boyfriend's awesome i'm just saying that like inherently like when we especially when we first started seeing each other i was like where are the cameras no cue the cameras because this is a joke i'm not meant to be like this but yeah i feel like it's you don't really even understand to what extent you're being played no matter how much this is one thing no, no matter how much someone tells you, whether it's your friends, your mom, your dad, your cousin, if you're close to your cousin, which is kind of weird. Well, um, even the guy. The guy can yeah. be like, I'm an asshole. And yeah. Like, like, no, you're not. When they're like, he's literally playing you. But while you're in it, you only see the good things. You have tunnel vision. But I feel like once you're out of that situation, 
and or you finally find someone who does treat you right like the situation i'm in right now we were describing i didn't realize what was like i knew subconsciously what was wrong with my old relationships whether it be mr medium or whatever or like what was missing but i didn't really like click or like fully realize or be present in that understanding until i knew what it felt like to be treated like i deserved to be treated exactly i completely get that because i think another facet to this is like sorry guys but a lot of men do this I feel like they just kind of write off their faults especially regarding relationships it's kind of like oh well I'm just this way or like oh I'm just That's an just asshole or like yeah. oh like I'm just a f- natural flirt or like oh like I'm just a player you know what I mean like oh I used to be just a player but like I mean when you meet the person everything changes and I think we should really get down to the nooks and cr- I feel like a therapist right now because usually we record at our kitchen table but we finally have a fucking couch and I have a rolly chair, and so I'm sitting in it, and I literally feel like I'm Sarah's therapist right now, but I'm the one that needs the help. Um, let's get back. Let's get into the crooks of things. I've used so many words to describe that. I don't think any of the words were right, but as I always say, the English language is always evolving. Therefore, yeah. I can never use the word wrongly. Wait, the crooks and crannies? The no- the, I, said, I said the nooks and crannies, the crooks. I meant the the gush of the conversation the toe jam of the, the foundation of the crust the core the core is what i meant <laughs> um so yeah let's get to the core of things i think the root of it lies especially because the way you framed it was perfect okay that we don't mean to make this a male-centered argument because it's not it's a human-centered argument exactly no matter who you are whatever gender you are expression <laughs> sexuality orientation etc it can apply to you because it's a human thing. It's an innate thing. It's not a, it's not a learn. Is it a learned thing? I think it is a societal, cultural thing because to just put it in perspective, think about the ways we, in which we think about to be like very two dimensional girls and guys, how they're perceived when they want to be with more than one person or if they want to mistreat people or they find joy in doing that. If it's a guy, oh, he's a player. He's a bachelor. Like, that's what you're supposed to be. You know, like when you're in your late teens, your early 20s, or even your early 30s, you're a bachelor with your bachelor pad. Oh, he's a player. He's cool. It's, it's, it's fun for him. And it makes him look elevated in the eyes of his contemporaries, his bros, his dude, whatever they call their friends, brothers. I don't know. It's cool. Like, hey, you yeah. get so many girls and you fuck them over and that's cool for some reason. Because society plays it up to be. Think about every movie ever. Every rom-com, every dude hangover type movie is about that. But if it's a girl, oh, she's a hoe. She's a whore. She's a slut. Because why would one girl want to hurt a guy like that? Because, oh my God, once a guy is hurt by a girl, you would think his life is over. He's never going to love again. Never going to be in a relationship again because he's been destroyed by this one girl. When he was literally 12. Like, literally 12 years old on the playground. Yeah. So I feel like it all comes down to the way in which society pushes that narrative. Yeah. And that's reason why, honestly, reason why I couldn't be like that. Like, I literally feel nauseous right now thinking about how I might have to more than one person. But I'm like, why do I feel like that, you know? Like, I wouldn't be in a situation if I wasn't told, oh, I want to be with more than one person because that's just who I am, you know? So that's yeah. not who I am. Like Sydney just said, both men and women, especially, I think, because we're in a unique position where we we live in one of the most urban this girl loves new york city (laughs) i really really do but like we live in a very unique city where men and women both kind of merge in that process like i've met there has never been a place where i've met more women who indulge in that lifestyle where it's like 
I want to be single and no I'm not gonna date you not because like I don't like you but just because I don't date like a lot of men do kind of and that's I, I appreciate that but again we live in an urban city that's it doesn't even begin to scrape the bottle the the bottle of the bear the bottle of the bear the bottle of the bear that's what we'll call this episode yes it doesn't even begin to scrape the bottle of the bear uh, of this country so it's crazy and also that's number one and number two whenever I say that like men do this and men do that just because like as a woman that's what I've experienced men doing because uh, as one of those people who have previously indulged in this lifestyle to the utmost degree I think that I've experienced so many more men than I care to admit who are just assholes because you can be single and you could love to have sex with multiple people at one time but you also don't have to you don't have to lead one person on constantly okay yeah that's I think a very important distinction to make is like being a player is not a lifestyle yeah it's one thing to value being with more than one person there's no shame in that I'm not judging Mm -hmm. you for that that's how you are like Sarah described herself as that earlier in the episode that like she or I'm not going to speak for you, obviously, but people... No, speak for me. You know me better than anybody who, else. like, may be, like, on this side of a spectrum. Mm. Enjoy being more than one person, you know? Not, like, saying it's people at one time, but, like, getting to know people, getting to know more than one person, not being tied down, not being forced to be monogamous, you will find value in that. But I think as long as you're not leading people on, hurting people, mistreating people, like, whatever, that's one thing. But if it's your literal objective to be an asshole and to hurt people, just so you can have this title of being like, hey, I'm a player, that's not a lifestyle. That's you're a fucking asshole. You know, yeah. like that's a personality trait that you need to get over because you're not 10 years old anymore, you know? Yeah. So if you're still trying to hurt people and that's how you get your joy, you're never going to be happy. No. Because you're going to end up end up becoming a part of you you can't get rid of. And I just think it's Well, it's awful. an addiction. It I makes you like... feel powerful. It's an ego thing. Exactly. It's a narcissistic thing. Yes, it is. Snaps. Snaps. I just met so many people like that, especially like freshman and sophomore year of college. I met so many people who wanted to break my heart. Like they were dying to take me on a second date, cook me dinner and like, and I know they were never actually going to. I know it was all just words. I can tell. Like I used to do the same thing. But the people who I loved it to hurt, actually like hurt and manipulate a little bit, were the people who I knew were trying to do it to me. You know, I would never actually actively try to hurt someone unless I knew the guy. Because in my case, I'm, you know, I'm just heterosexual. I'm straight. So unless I knew the guy was trying to, do, like, do the same to me. You can tell. You know it. Especially when you have that mindset of, I'm just out and doing this for fun. And the thing is, like, I wouldn't necessarily give the advice to give them a taste of their own medicine. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. No, it's bad. And I was in a very bad no, place. No, no. But on the yes. low, give them a taste of their own medicine. <laughs> because nothing hurts an narcissist. An narcissist arsonist nothing hurts a narcissist an egotistical man or a player more than doing what they do to you because like for example a person i was very intimate with loved etc refused to be monogamous with me i'm sure y'all know who i'm talking about and for years i found myself being one-sided like i would give my all my peace love everything towards this person knowing full damn well that they were giving that to other people like I was giving all of me to that person like feeding letting them feed into that feed off of me is what I should say only to pour that into other people and it was like I knew I was getting played 
I knew I was being mistreated, but in my head I was like, it's either I'm with this and I deal with this or I have nothing of that person. And then finally, I was like, it's time to start, not even like revenge, like getting back at him. I'm doing this for me, you know? Like I want to be in a position where not only am I no longer like under position, like under someone's thumb, but like I have a power, autonomy, agency. Like I can do what I want to do because I deserve it. Like I deserve to be happy. Maybe that's with meeting someone else. So finally, I let myself go out, see new people, talk to new guys, etc. And it's, oh my God, you break my heart. You are literally the person who told me you wanted to be with other people and that I should go find someone else because I'm giving you too much attention. But then the minute I do, you want to woohoo, boohoo, cry. And that's like, there's nothing they hate more than being treated the way that they treat other girls or other people. Because it, the narcissist in them is like, oh my God, I can't believe this could happen to me. But it's like, you do the same shit to girls on a daily basis. And for me, it's just like the ultimate. Ugh. <laughs> oh yeah, you guys, I have this thing. I don't know how long I've been doing it for. Maybe like a few months now. But like when I get angry, I literally just like roar like a dragon in public. <laughs> and not even like, like roar. Like I use my hands like Maleficent and just like <laughs> dragon breathe in the middle of restaurants. And it's very therapeutic. I really recommend it. Sarah can attest to it. I do it 10 times a day. Yes. And, you, and she actually got me to start doing it maybe like twice or three times a week. Mm-hmm. It, it is helps. very therapeutic. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Usually tell me, like, in describing other people or, like, other situations, you're like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to, like, bark at them. That's how I imagine you bark. You're literally, yeah. No, sometimes. When he, okay, so, like, Sarah, Sarah will be my witness. It's like, I don't really get that effective by what people say or think. Because I'm like, why do I care? Like, okay. Except for if it's a man. That's a whole other thing. We'll t- get, dig into that trauma later. We'll dig. We'll, but um, we'll, my whole thing is, like, I'm very quiet. Like, not very quiet at all. But, like, when it comes to situations like that, like, nothing really affects me. But if you make me bark, I will bark and I will bite. I will. And sometimes when I get mad. People are like, like, you yeah. can't. You can't. I will literally. I'm a chihuahua. They might be cute sometimes. But in other times, they're the least liked animal on this earth. <laughs> and that is literally me. <laughs> I love that TikTok trend. I'm not saying that. Well, yeah, I'm saying it's us. Where they're like, oh my God, why don't we have any friends? And then it's like that text message. She's like, oh my God, did you see her fucking outfit? She looks like a chopstick. And I'm yeah. like, that is awful. Okay, we've never called anybody that. That's really mean. But, you know, all of these comments were like, oh my God, that you think it's cute. You think being mean is trendy and funny. And I'm like, you can't say that you're a girl and you have another girl best friend and you've never talked mad shit about people before. And like, like the m- best mean part shit. is we also talk mean shit about ourselves. Not like each yeah. other, but like physically ourselves. Yes. Like I will walk out into the living room that I look like a bottle of sriracha. And Sarah <laughs> will be like, yes, yes you do. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go change. But yeah, I want, I, we're not mean girls at all per no. se. Like if anything, we're the most like, oh my God, I hope she loves her life. Like we see the girl pass by and we're like, I hope she succeeds. And we're like, are we okay? We're one of those annoying but, people yeah. where we pass girls on the street and we're like, I, I love, love your, your outfit. outfit. Yeah, Ew. it's mostly Sarah and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know that movie Beverly Hills Chihuahua? Yes. Why was that made? Oh my God. They were like, let's get two chihuahuas, train them to walk in circles for three hours. Wait, your eyes just crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, your eyes are crossing. Kind of scary. You know, you know, in the second movie. Oh, they they kind of got stuck like that for a while. Please do not reference a a specific scene in Beverly Hills (laughs) Chihuahua 2. Like, I want to know what that is. No, it's not a scene. It's like the main song in Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2. It's the song that Trish from Allie and Austin sang. Quinceanera, but it all together that we sing it now. I don't know what memory, what part of your brain remembers all these elusive songs from these random movies. But if you think about it, like, they really had these dogs bark for like three hours straight and rock around in circles and then just had someone like, this bark means, oh my God, I love you. They had someone like voiceover. Yeah, but like they had to make the dog's mouth move. So they're like, do they talk? Do they talk? Or they just open their mouths like bark. Really? I don't know. Then like, Chihuahuas make them bang though. You know what's so sad though? What? When like babies or dogs are in movies and they get like quote unquote paid, they don't get paid for their labor. Their parents do. Like, how do you give a baby yeah. a check or like a dog a check? You feed it treats, but like that's not fifteen k in treats. That, that seems very unethical to me in some way. But like a baby, I, like it's the toddler to train wreck pipeline. Yes. Did a project on that so. Oh my god, why are all of my classes coming to fruition in this podcast? Why I say that like that? You knew, because you're psychic, you knew, you said. I felt um, it in my boobs. I think my boobs, my knees, and my feet are psychic. 
Like when it, I think your knees are psychic. Oh, did you say that? Yeah, like when oh, it's yeah. about to rain, my knees hurt. And then like when people piss me off, my feet hurt. And then my tissues be swollen sometimes. Yeah, but when they swell, I feel like good things happen. When people piss me off, my collarbones hurt. I don't know why. All like the time. not physically fight, but like when <laughs> like people are trying to argue with me, it just kind of makes me laugh because I can't take things seriously mm-hmm. because of my personality. Like even like when Mr. Media and I like ever fight, I you just laugh. This one or time, I say, Sydney and I got in a fight with like a few other girls in a past life, and you were just chopping broccoli just chopping broccoli yeah. and like cracking up and the fight didn't even concern you yeah I was and you were literally cackling. in the corner like <laughs> i had to leave the room it, yeah. i really was not even involved it was just so funny to me because like people will be besties and then be like you little slut whore you big old big breasted bitch <laughs> and then i'm like where did this come from and then i have to leave because and also people okay i think it's genuinely a natural talent to insult well like natural that's so raven to how i learned to insult people and i'm so glad i did because if you are like arguing with me and your insult is stupid i will laugh in your face because it will be funny but like if you insult me in a good way i'll be like hey bro we might be fighting but like that was a good one i'll let you know like my sister my sister is the best insulter like to the point where when we insult i'll be crackling up because (laughs) crackling no literally crackling like Because she'll make fun of me, but it'll be so true that I can't even deny it. Really? Yeah. Like, what did she say? She was so specifically mean. Like, because she, she's my sister, she knows me the like not knows me the best, but she knows things like that I yes. do the best. Mm-hmm. So they'll just be so specific and so targetedly mean that, bruh, they might really hurt, but I cannot help but laugh. I'm gonna paint you all a picture, dear listeners. So at the beginning of freshman year in college, we were in the screaming match with some girl. And what Sydney goes, which is already, which is good enough in itself, because this is just always like a very good, solid insult. Keep my fucking name out of your mouth. No. Keep yes. it out of your mouth. Because and that was good. And then you went in your room, slammed the door, bam, done. Yes. And then <laughs> this girl goes, no, keep my name out of yours. And thought she I did laughed. something. I laughed so hard. I was like, girly. I can I can promise you. I pretty sure I said this too. Yes, you did this. I can I was, promise yes. you, baby girl. No one is talking about you. Not even a meme, but like you're just not the top of the conversation, really. Yes. You don't got it like that. But, but that's not what you said. This was the use what you said was so perfect. You came out of your room, you opened the door one more time, you poked your head out, and you go, You're so irrelevant, no one has your name in their mouth and then you slam the door again and it was the biggest my i was so excited for you i called my mom that's how excited i was about that my titties were tingling um i'm not really i'm not a mean person i don't really fight with people just because it's too much energy yeah but life's too short but when people come at you hard you can't just let yourself be a doormat keep my name out your mouth is a perfect insult because no matter how you respond to it you're making yourself seem like you're obsessed like will you be like you need something in my mouth I'm like, girly, we're going to have a conversation then, you know? It's just a perfect insult. You're exactly. welcome for if you ever need to fight someone. Okay, do you have any, like, really bad experiences of getting played? Like, do you think that you can only be played in, like, a, uh, like, acquaintanceship slash talking phase? Or, like, can you be played when you're in a relationship? So I feel like once you get past a certain point, like, can you really be being played or are you just dumb? Because I feel like... <gasps> I've always been played in the relationship. I'm really pointing at myself right now because I let myself get played to the point where like I'm with them for like years or like seriously with them and I'm still getting played and I'm making excuses for it. So like at what point is it is it like becoming not necessarily your fault. You should never blame the victim of things. But like at what point is it like is enough enough, you know? 
You know that saying, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you? It's not George Bush. No, he it's said- that. I said it the opposite. It's fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Oh, to be exact, it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, fool me, can't get fooled again. That is a J. Cole song, and it's George Ooh, Bush talking. It made, no, it made no sense when he said it, but I was like, wow. If you're quoting George Bush in a song, he better say something profound. George Bush is there yeah he's I, just alive i love how um politics and trump got so bad people started liking george bush that's how you know shit changed that's how you know he loves you i only know that because of you and that enchanted okay ever since sarah started talking about enchanted the movie i see that no that little squirrel <laughs> chipmunk apple thing on my for you page all the fucking time really I you're like, welcome I like not interested <laughs> block not interested oh yes to answer your question because i have a great answer to this two ways this one time i really liked this guy and i thought we were gonna be fuck buddies and then he came out two days later and i was like well he didn't really play me in the fact that I liked him, but he played me in the fact that, like, I thought I had a stable fuck buddy, which I was into at the time. What what kills me, though, is that one thing Sarah and I have in common is we have dated so many guys that ended up coming out. Yeah. That's where our, our love lives converge. Yeah. But I'm I'm proud to be on their journey. Yes. You're welcome. You said that last time, too. It was nice. It's very it's very true. It's exciting. Um, and the other time was when this guy on tinder we were texting for days it was one of those situations where he was like baby when i get you in my room i'm literally gonna pin you up against my wall and eat you out and handcuff you and edge you until you literally start crying and i was so excited that makes me laugh so hard though if any man ever talks about that i'd be like you need to calm down (laughs) take it back i was (laughs) take it back go to timeout i was so excited I was sitting there for so long, like, waiting for him to invite me over and waiting and waiting. And at that point, it got to, like, a week and a half. And I was like, where are you? Break me up. Like, let's go. And I need some good dick. Like, let's do it. I and do good dick. I, I said I need some good dick. <laughs> I said I do good dick. No, I was like, I, said, I want a t-shirt. <laughs> I want a hat. I want a dad hat that says I do good dick. Quote, Sarah. <laughs> merch. New merch. No, I do good dick. <laughs> I do good dick. Wait, I, you had to have I swear you said I do good dick. <laughs> I, I swear. That's what, I looked at my phone and I was like, what? Sydney and I had to play that back to see who was right. And it turns out we were both right. Yeah, yeah. Because it it's what out, I said, but it's what... It's like the we, blue dress. Yes. You hear what you want to hear. Yes. Selective hearing. I have such selective hearing. Anyway. You do. I do. I will look at Sarah in her face and be like, you want orange juice? And she'll look at me blankly and be like, what? And I'm like, you don't see me what I just said. I did that to I did that to your new man. I did that to new wait, new guy. Yeah. yeah. I did that to new guy last night at dinner. And he was so confused. And you were like, oh no, you don't know this girl. She cannot like somebody could be reading me the simplest sentence and I just won't hear for no reason. Anyway, this guy who's your face right now. You guys so coming over tonight? Huh? You guys coming over tonight? Thank God. I said I want to cuddle. I said, okay, I'm coming. I better not come out of my room at 1 a.m. I'm on my period, bitch. One thing's going up there is a tampon. You don't want you don't want period sex? No. Girl, I got white sheets. I don't have time for that. <laughs> but don't tell. Want to hear how much of a fat ass I am? Sure. Okay. So what I, happened? I'm going to wear these shorts. I guess I didn't wash them. I got uh, drinks and guac with um new guy. And I spilled guac on my shorts. And I guess I just not, did not realize that. So I put these shorts on today. Then I lay down on my bed and I woke up and there was a puddle of green on the bed. <laughs> and I'm on my period. So I was like, 
What is wrong with me? And I guess he'll just walk. So now I have to wash my sheets. You're welcome, listeners. You wanted to know that. I started to cry. That was so funny. Oh, that was good. Okay. Why do I look like I'm reflecting? <laughs> is it that hot? Oh my god. It is very. <laughs> it looks so bad. Do you ever please, me. Do you please, ever see yourself at please. the end of the day and you're like, why do I look like that? So it is literally midnight. Just kidding. It's 10. And we're so tired. We've been working all day. We've been doing LSAT training. We've been doing work. Like we had our nine to fives yeah. today. We've been literally crazy. We're exhausted. What? Did you just break your mic? Yes. Good. Yes, I did precisely. And my you're, The yet. screw's out of it. It's not even in it. You're twirling it into nothing. It's not out. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait. While you're fixing your mic, I'll continue the story of the player. And this is, I literally, like, this is literally the second and only other time I've gotten played. So you got me so hyped up. And, like, other guys have done this before, but then we actually, like, they didn't pull through to the whole, like, edge you until you cry thing, but at least we still ended up having sex, and I ended up orgasming at least in the end, because I can make myself orgasm even if the sex isn't really good, just because it's all in your head. So... Yeah, so if I get, like, all of these things in my head and, like, everything's ready to go, I can I can make myself come by penetration with someone else, even if they're not that good. Um, a, a multiple other times this has obviously happened, as it has with most girls active on dating apps. The guys are always like, oh, my God, I'm literally going to rock your world. And then you get there and it's not really that good. But at least you still have sex. This guy dragged me on for a month and a half and I looked desperate at that point. I was like, let's meet up. Let's meet up. Your dick looks huge. Let's meet up. Throw me against a wall. And we never met up and he ghosted me and I should have known because it went on for a month and a half and he was just talking about fucking me and we had already established we didn't want a relationship. So I'm like, if you're not meeting up with me, there must be an issue with me. Like, there seriously must be an issue. I already told you I didn't want to date you. So you not meeting up with me says to me that this is a problem. And then we never met up. And I felt very sad. I cried about it one night. And I was very sad because I wanted some dick. If he has to put that much effort, especially on, like, dating apps, into trying to, like, prove how, like, hot and good he is at sex, he's awful. Because he should let it do the talking. Yeah. This would be a surprise. The it's motion like a, of the like ocean. Puma. The puma needs to jump out of the forest. If you see the puma on the horizon, like the hunt isn't as hot, you know? I learned from Madagascar or like Hannah Montana or something. Puma, yeah. Puma like a fox. Something oh, like that. foxy like a puma. Ro- Roxy? Foxy? Roxy like know. a puma. Whatever. I was like, I don't know, girl, no one knows what that means, but okay. I think that. I, I'm all for the emotional edging. I think that it's awesome building up the tension, leading up to the time where you guys actually have sex. And then the orgasm is just that much better. I'm so into it. But more than like four days, and like I'm in a long distance relationship. So believe me, I know the term tension, like, sec, you know, sexual tension building. Like I understand that concept. But, uh, you know, if I'm regularly getting dick and you're over here, this new guy being like, oh, you know, I'm going to rock your world. And then you leave me hanging for a month and you supposedly live in the village next door. That sucks. I felt very bad about myself. But I just think that men need to stop doing what, everything they're doing and just simply stop. And I mean, just stop talking. Up. Stop. Yes. Commu- I mean, okay. All the things that they're doing are wrong. They don't communicate. So they should start doing that. They need to stop speaking, stop having opinions, stop wasting my time. (laughs) 
Uh, I'm kidding. Men, Cindy. you're great. I'm not a man hater, I swear. I'm not a third wave feminist. I'm not a man hater. My vagina does not have teeth. Vagina. Sydney, when have you been played? Girl, you want an essay? Only I'm writing essay on relationships and why they all failed. Yeah, no. Um, you guys know about high school man who literally made me apologize for cheating when he cheated on me like 10 times because guys this is my favorite this is my favorite part whenever i think about this i literally laugh because he really went there and i really fell for it <laughs> he was like you made me so confident that i had to cheat because i felt like i can get more girls because of you and what you put into relationship and i was like i'm so sorry i made you so confident was i stupid i want to like literally i want to have a biopic in which beyonce plays me as a kid well cgi will make it work and um Rihanna will play me in high school. Yes. And we will have a freeze frame at that exact moment. And I will go back and slap my little self silly and say, like that little boy. He was literally like 5'5". Five, five. I could have mm-hmm. taken him. Sorry. He did not deserve me, is what I would say. Not even like in a cocky way, but in like, I have value. I have worth as a human being, as all human beings do. And no one deserves to be treated like that. And I think that was the first time I was one in a relationship and then number one, the first time that a guy really felt something for me, because you guys all know I'm black. I went to a predominantly white school in the South. So I was always taught, we'll go into this in a whole other episode about self-love and image, whatever. But like, I never felt attractive because I was told that I was not attractive by black guys, by white guys, by white girls. So I spent the majority of my life thinking that I was not worthy, not valuable, not beautiful, right, that not you were pretty. like incorrect. Exactly. That something was wrong with me. And that's why yeah. I never got guys. So the first time I did get a relationship in my senior year of high school, junior year of high school, and I got cheated on pretty, like repeatedly, emotionally abused. And for me, it was like, this must be what I deserve. It must be how things are always going to work out for me because this is the only thing that's ever, this, I'm never going to get love any other way. This is how I deserve to be loved. There's that stupid quote that's like, it's not really stupid. For perks being a wallflower, like you accept the love that yeah. you think you deserve. Yes, yes. That's exactly what was happening. And so because that was my first tryst, tryst experience with love, being played, being mistreated, I thought that's how things normally supposed to go. Subconsciously. Like, I of course knew that everyone deserves to be treated better. But for me, it was like, maybe things are different for me. Yeah. Maybe that's how I'm supposed to be treated. So in every single long-term relationship I've had since then, relationship, I don't know why I went, relationship I've had since then, whether it be short-term, long-term, etc., I've always let men treat me that way and play me in that sense because I thought that's how I deserve to be loved. Right. Now, obviously, I know that's not the truth, but I still allow it to happen because I'm scared that if I don't, I'm going to end up alone. So... I feel, oh, I sound like I'm crying. I'm really not. No, she's not crying, everybody. Guys, my voice always does that. It's yeah. so annoying whenever I get like deep into a talk. But I think the first step to countering the issue is when realizing what being played looks like. It's not the same thing for everyone. But also, first and foremost, understanding that no matter what you've done, who you are, what you look like, your size, your color, your shape, whatever, you are valuable, you are worthy. And You're that, the most valuable, yeah. the most worthy. And as, as, like, as annoying that is to hear, because like, I know people tell me that, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. But like, it, it's genuinely, like, no matter who you are, you deserve to be treated like a human being, like a beautiful whatever you are. You deserve to be mistreated or treated like an object. So I think that's the first thing you need to understand. And once you understand that, really the rest is a breeze exactly a breeze a summer breeze a fall breeze a i like fall breeze. breeze better 
Yes, with leaves trickling through the air. I don't know. But I also think in addition to that, it's that people have to understand, especially young women in America, have to understand that real life love is not television love. Because when you are in a relationship with your boyfriend and it's a Maddie-Nate relationship, you're like, oh my God, I love Maddie. She's an iconic character in television. I want to be her. So this relationship is okay. And I'm not, obviously no one is actively thinking that at the forefront of their brain. No one wants to be abused. No one wants to be played. Obviously that is an awful situation. But when you grow up with enough television like that, you think that love can't exist without drama. You think that love can't exist without pain and hurt and complications and difficulties the entire time. And that is absolutely not the case. Do you have to sacrifice for love? Yes, you do. But it's not always going to be like, I have to sacrifice every single day on behalf of this one person never having to sacrifice. And that's not what love is. And I think so many people get confused about that, especially with media and stereotypes and sociological um, implications. We can't tell we're media majors. Um, so we talked about how like we think that culture and like, the whole idea of like the player versus ho dichotomy. We're so annoying. Shut I can't. Dichotomy. <laughs> um, Using dichotomy. That whole shit. What does that even mean? It's like um, the comparison of two contrasting images. And this is why she's a lawyer and I work for a burger shop. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm on social media for them. Okay. I'm on the restaurant industry. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When's the new guy coming over? He's going to shower and come over. Yeah, we had our friend over today, and I was trying to explain new guy to our friend. And I was saying, like, new guy is literally... And I hope it doesn't make you uncomfortable that I call him hot. He's just objectively hot. Oh, no, you know what girl, I mean? he's sexy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, like, I was, like, literally describing him. He was, like, describing him in one word, and I was, like, literally sexy. And so he was in the other room. I was, like, I really hope that didn't make her uncomfortable. So I came out and asked her, and she was, like, shut up. And it was just funny. I was, like, girl, I'd be offended if you didn't call him hot. Yeah. We're but sure. um, we were talking about something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. we know. talked about, obviously, how, like, culture... And, like, the whole thing of, like, player a hoe and how, like, we value one and degrade the other. How that, like, plays into the whole, like, reason why women are so mistreated and played in general. But you think that, like, TV shows and film and, like, think about, like, the things we watched growing up. Like, Sex in the City, Hannah Montana. That was the biggest difference thing I've ever seen. Um, I was about to say, well. Oh, yeah. Different ages, obviously. Or, like, Vampire they're Diaries. They're all white. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. Vampire Diaries. Other shows people watch. 90210, all that shit. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl, that's what I was forgetting. Euphoria. It's the seat, uh, One Tree Hill. We're just naming shows now. Yeah. But how, like, all of those relationships, number one, the man always did something like cheat or mistreat, something like that. And then the girls took him back, and it was this whole thing about learning to accept the person you love for who they are. Do you think that, like, that subconsciously affected the way that we view relationships now? Because, like, it's obviously yeah. one thing, because, like, that's one thing about me that I will always it's I critique myself for and that I would accept from anyone pointing this out because it's definitely true that like I'm the first person to be like I'm a feminist I'm for female autonomy women like getting treated correctly and like the man cheats or is mistreating you or plays you girl fucking leave and fuck him but I'm also the first person to stay with a guy did the same thing to me so it's like is that just because of my experience or is it because of like no being influenced by things that I watched or like things that were around me or things like that I think it's so weird I think it's weird too and I think it was the perfect formula I think when we were younger and we were little young girls it was a combination of Rapunzel in the castle who needs to be saved by a white knight then they went to high school woke the fuck up because our parents lord knows never told us anything different they always told us oh you know you're gonna find the perfect guy men are you know you're such a looker men are gonna drop to their knees for you like all this stuff and then we got to high school we realized it was absolutely not the way things worked then we were introduced to popular teen television like Euphoria Sex and the City Gossip Girl Wintry Hill Vampire Diaries and we were like Love is dramatic. Love is painful. Love is thrilling and exciting all of the time. That's literally just like not what it is. Yes. Also, also, also. Exactly right is what I say. I agree. You agree. Essex. Guys, these whole accents, whenever Sarah and I talk for longer than two minutes or there's wine involved, we go from like us to like a mix of country, British, Australian, Cockney, choking, Amongst other things. Yes. Why is the outside so, so loud? Because uh, I have my window open and that window open because it's so hot in here. It's very, Do very you hot. you able to hear it? No, it's all right. No. Okay. Also, I think when after you say what you're going to say. Uh, I have nothing to say. Oh, all right. I just wanted to say, guys. <laughs> guys! I was going to say that we should name, we should go back and forth and like rapid fire name 10 
red flags where we think a guy is like about to play you. Like how they're getting played. Yes. That's all on Tyler's episode. And they're like, how do we know? And we're not going to say it until the last two months of the episode. Surprise. Okay, okay I'll go first. Okay. Um, he hides his phone. Like if your eyes are ever out, he keeps his phone down or like he won't let you see, like not even like the sense like he won't give you his phone in his password, but like if you guys are next to each other and he's typing in secret, that man is texting other girls. Because mm. it's happened to mm. me so many times. <laughs> All right. Number two is I'll steal yours because when I told my situation, you analyzed it like this. Uh, he overcompensates with his words and overpromises. Never before delivers. Before you meet up. And then yeah. He promises and never delivers. Um, oh, yeah. He refuses to commit. Mm. Like if you guys have been together for let's say longer than like two or three months and it's still like, oh, I'm not ready. You're like, that's just not who I am. Like, girl, leave. It's going to be three years of you waiting, and this is not going to happen. Leave, girly. Do you. This is very good for relationship people, I think, which is weird because I'm not one. But me in a relationship. It's always going to be ironic. I'm never going to not say how ironic it is. Here it is. Uh, know how he treats you after sex because – yeah. Like, if after sex, he doesn't get you a towel. Like, because during sex and when he's about to come, like, during his climax, he's going to say all of these things and be so nice. And, like, the time leading up to when you guys have sex, he's going to be so nice, promise you the world, whatever, say that you guys are going to get married, have kids, whatever. Then you have sex and he's nice. And then seriously analyze how he is after sex because that's how he's going to treat you long term i it is a theory that is not proven it is not scientific but it's right it is a hundred percent fact if he does not take care of your kids when they're on your back or your stomach he will not take care of them when they're real no i love that so can that please be a tiktok that we're gonna make about this episode yes we should us having a crying in public posting schedule and not doing it because i'm dumb guys you have to follow our tiktok we're gonna like start being crazy on there but um another thing would be um he's inconsistent like on sometimes he's in love with you obsessed with you treating you perfectly then the next day treats you like shit and it's a constant cycle there's never consistency just know that he's doing what's beneficial for him in the moment. Because he knows what's treating rights going to get him. And then he's going to go back to me like shit because it gives him egotistical power, ego, whatever. Was that number five? I don't know. Yes, it was. I think. Number six. Or maybe not six. Or maybe like four. Yeah, the next one. <laughs> Numbers. <clears throat> and number six is he have he has an issue with meeting your parents. Or like getting to know your family or friends in any way. When we had to force him to do over FaceTime. Yeah, dun, dun. Um, I had a really good one. I can't remember what it was. So did I, and then I just said the parents thing to like postpone. Yeah, you guys say the last. Oh, class. I got mine. You want to say it because it was yours. It was like about it was about the thing where it was like he's he just says he's an asshole. He's like, well, I'm an asshole, so it's fine. Oh yeah, if he never apologizes, and number one, if you call him out for his behavior, and it's never, I'm sorry, I'm gonna change. It's always, well, that's just who I am, girl. That's just who he is. Leave. Yeah. Number eight, he's way too clingy. Like, he wants to be around you all the time, especially in the first, like, week. And I, this is not a slight to you and a new oh, guy. Girl, I've seen him, I've seen him every day for a no, week. <laughs> but that's, but that's a, there's an expiration date on your time together. So it's absolutely obvious why you guys want to see each other. And you also seem genuinely, this is not a red flag. You and new guy have no red flags. He's literally perfect. Guys, this is me trying to convince myself that he's perfect. No, 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 no. I mean, as just an outsider, I don't know him as well as you do. But from what I see, he's amazing. 
But when men are too clingy in the fact that like they never physically let go of you and they always want to hang out with you to the point where they're taking you away from your friends and your family and your professions and your jobs and like your responsibilities that you have to do. That's a huge red flag and that happened to me in high school and it's the worst and it was so controlling. they want control over you. Yeah. I think also on the line of friends is that like they will not meet your friends. Yes. Or don't let you meet their friends. Yes. Yeah, and like in conjunction with that, the way they treat you in public. Because if they're willing to treat you like shit in public, I cannot imagine what they do in private. So watch for the way that the that he or they treat you in public, because that's a general reflection of how he wants other people to view your relationship. Yeah. So he treats you like you're his bud and wants to punch you and beer on you and like call you a slut or things like that in public from his friends then that's how they're going to perceive relationship and that's what he cares about, you know? That's an add-on to the last thing I just said is, like, if you see that psychotic behavior, like, in, you know, indoors and by yourself, he treats you one way and then you're around his friends and you're at a party and he treats you like shit. That's absolutely not okay. And, yes, that was number eight and nine and, a, and nine and a half. Should do one more. That was eight, eight and a half and nine altogether. Yes, we should do one more. I should like a big one. Let's, yes, let's think of, like, he's still on Snapchat. Yeah, if he's an adult, still uses Snapchat, go run. Physically, run, Joey, run. Oh, my God. I love that song. That Glee song, one of the best ones. For sure. That was funny. That's like when he made that, she made the one about, what's his name? Yeah. Jesse St. James. Jesse and, why are they all named Jesse? In Hannah Montana, his He Can Be the One episode was Jesse and Jake. Jesse was hot as fuck, though. (sighs) He could be the one, Jake. Ew. Like I know. a mushroom. I think. Yeah. Probably still looks like a mushroom. Oh, yeah. If your friends and your family are telling you, trust me, they're not saying it for their own kicks and giggles. Like, yeah. obviously, when you're in the relationship, you understand to a higher, like a better degree, what's actually going on. But if your parents or your family or your friends can just see the way he treats you from the outside and be concerned, then that's warrants enough for you to question how he treats you. The nature of relationship and how you're being treated. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're so fucking insightful. Let's get a fucking PhD in insightfulness. Round of applause, everybody. It was a good episode. It was a really good episode. I, I, wasn't, was I didn't want to record it all today because I felt like shit. Yeah. But now I feel like less like shit. I'm happy we got it over with. So now I can just spend all day tomorrow editing it. Guys. No. Yes. I'm making you restart. Y'alls. Y'all folks. Howdy, folks. Make sure to follow us on our hair there. Our hair there? <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. Oh, wait, let me do like, <clears throat> hey, y'all, make sure to follow us on iHeartRadio. Download that app. It's cooler than a pumpkin and ball. I don't know. Can you tell, can you tell it's late? <laughs> can you tell that we're tired? Also, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. I mean, subscribe to us on YouTube at Crying in Public Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Crying in Public Podcast and TikTok at the same name. We are on all of the platforms, every single one. We love you. We want to hear from you. Shout us a DM if you want to hear something back. We most likely will respond. Uh, shoot us an email if you want us to talk about a subject or if you have a subject idea for a specific situation. We can like base a mini soda on or help you yeah. out with. Um, we love you. You're the best. There's some really exciting things coming up. We have our merch prototypes. No, guys, we have. We, I love that one kind of sweatshirt. Yeah. The black one on black. Because yeah. I mean. Um, yeah, mine is ugly as hell. 
not. <laughs> no, it's not. Sydney. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's not. That's so bad. It's awful. We should do one soon and do a giveaway. Again. We should. We're doing a giveaway really soon. We're uh, now releasing two campaigns slash contests slash giveaways per month. So. Girl with what money. No. We should get brand endorsements. Brand endorsements. <laughs> she can give it away. I was thinking like if we could do one giveaway per month or bi-monthly and then one contest per month. Like one really engaging thing where like we tell all of our followers like what should the name of our next episode be? Whoever makes the best 10 second TikTok gets to choose or like something like that. Yeah. Watch no one enter besides me. Literally nobody's going to do it except for me, you, Trenton, Finn, if that. If that. New guy. New guy. Guys, we love you. We Have love you so much. We're like, we're kind of in like, a relationship with you. Yeah. We're like one big old relationship. Guys, are you playing me? <laughs> no, please don't play me. My heart can't take it no more. It can't take it no more. Wait, my heart. Like, Bro, break your heart. Sorry. We're, we're so, like, delusional right now. Do you remember that song? Achy break, Achy break your heart? Yes. Do you remember that song? <laughs> Do you remember that song? Yes. <laughs> I'm so dead. Is that song big at some point in our lives? Okay, bye guys. Goodbye. We're gonna go to sleep. <laughs> Watch your shower before it gets here. So I'm definitely like, just bleeding everywhere. This was fun. Goodbye. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.